0: The spending continues in Washington, D.C. apace. The $1.2 trillion infrastructure package that they claim to be bipartisan, I would argue not only not necessarily bipartisan, but certainly valueless in that you didn't need $1.2 trillion, and it doesn't address simply infrastructure. It doesn't do the thing that it needs to do. But they're not done spending because you still have the social spending bill. This was the $3.5 trillion bill that they wanted to get through via budget reconciliation. Couldn't get that done. So they now push it to a $1.75 trillion bill by raising $1.995 trillion worth of taxes and then claiming that it's paid for. But they're still not done. And they're only worried that the passing of the $1.2 trillion will keep them from spending another two trillion while they look to spend even more. I know it gets confusing. Representative Jackie Walorski joins us right now from the 2nd District of Indiana. She's in the Northeast area. She has been speaking about this, putting out a statement about the spending as Hoosier families face the devastating ramifications of President Biden's inflation and supply chain crises. President Biden and the Democrats' socialist tax and spend scheme is astonishingly out of touch with the American people. Representative Walorski joins us right now. This... When you use the terminology socialist tax and spend scheme, it's not that I disagree in the overall. Do you find that people tune out when you use socialist or do you find that they are starting to understand that, man, there's a, we're talking about the idea of government first, government only, and that's exactly what it is?
1: Well, good morning, Tony. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm in the district this week in Northern Indiana, and no matter where I go, grocery stores, laundromat, just doesn't matter. People are coming up to me left and right. We're all over the place. And whether they understand socialists or not, I'll tell you what, they're just plain out angry. They're mad. They cannot believe, they are astonished that in 10 or 11 months, we can go from the leader of the free world in our economy in our energy prices, in how we handle the border, how we handle police, and that we've done a 180. And you know what really surprises them that I'm hearing a lot about is people standing there and saying, I've never seen such a cavalier attitude coming out of Washington, D.C. as they're taking money out of our left pockets and right pockets. They are angry. So whether they understand socialism or not, Tony, they are done with being abused as Americans under this administration.
0: So talk to me about the $1.2 trillion. You voted a- against it, but 13 Republicans did vote for it in the House, what they call a bipartisan uh, bill, uh, this $1.2 trillion. What was your opposition to it? And when people come to you and saying, well, we need to fix this road, we need to fix this bridge, how do you respond?
1: well if this would have been a standalone bill and it would not have been attached to the reconciliation bill that's coming around the corner with multiple trillions between four and five trillion you know we're not having conversations about standalone issues You know, if we actually put a a bill together that did what Hoosiers understand traditional infrastructure is, like fixing roads, fixing bridges, and those kinds of things, this bill was attached to this giant spending bill, or they're going to launch entitlement programs like we've never seen without a requirement of work. While they're doing everything else on your left side over here, and you're watching them on the left, on the right, they're destroying even work requirements So these entitlement bills that are attached to infrastructure are going to start mailing checks and direct deposits into people's accounts, whether they work or not. And then, again, on your left side over here, you're going to have 85,000 new IRS workers spying on what you're spending your money on and putting their nose into your finances and business. And, Tony, this is beyond American. This is beyond capitalism. This is absolutely repressive. It's a disgrace at the national level is what it is.
0: Talking to Congresswoman Jackie Walorski from the 2nd District of Indiana. I, you don't know that, that I have always enjoyed our conversations. I don't think there are a, enough of them. And I think that, you know, in, in a world where people talk about Trump, I've always made an argument that you were kind of in this vein before Trump became, uh, you know, on on the scene. I have never known you not to have an honest and direct and, and focused conversation. My question is, is, this is the way you feel. And this is the way your constituents feel. Why is this not a louder conversation In Washington, to the squad, to President Biden, uh, to 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 the Speaker, as in, hey, what the hell are you doing? This is where America's at. Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm going back on Monday, Tony, and you know I'm I'm very visible. I'm
1: very vocal. And I'm not afraid because I work for these people in the second district and I am their rep and I am their advocate and I'm advocating for them right now. I mean, we put so much pressure on those Democrats over the last couple of weeks. They couldn't bring the reconciliation bill down and vote on it because of the pressure from the American people and the pressure from all of us representing the people in our districts. You know, the the biggest question I'm asked at home. What more can I do? I know Indiana is going to vote correctly. I know we're in a great state. But what can we do about the the, uh, West Coast and the East Coast? And what can we do about these other states? What can we do about these liberal states? And you know what we can do? We can take our frustrations and our anger, and we can continue to centralize and focus those on next November and doing whatever we have to do to double down in every single state to get this house back and to get this nation back to get our parents back in control of our kids and schools and education. I mean, if Virginia and New Jersey weren't a clarion call to this country, nothing was. And I'll tell you, I'm very optimistic, Tony. We're working like we've never worked before on behalf of the American people. And this is not a party issue. It's not a party issue of Republicans think this and Democrats think this. What we saw already in our nation was Republicans, Democrats, independents, and non-voters came together and said, we are tired of this. Stop it.
0: So now let's uh, let's make the argument. Let's make the argument that, and certainly it's the way I see it. If I was prognosticating, but things can change in a year. That Republicans. Take the House. Speaker Pelosi is done and finished. The Republicans have a a fair majority. If we take a look at history and swings in midterm uh, elections, you now have the House of Representatives. You have Speaker Kevin McCarthy. What are the first three things of a Republican Congress? What are the three things you're going to try and get done? And is there any faith that you can get a President Joe Biden to go along with them? Well, I'll tell you this:
1: on the Ways and Means Committee, we're going to take every single tax that they're unleashing on the American public and try to repeal it immediately. We're going to turn our energy situation around. They turned it around in 11 months. We can certainly turn it back. We just had a plan and a guide, Tony, on how to do this through the Trump administration. We just saw our nation employing more people than ever before, more Hispanics, more minorities employed, more women employed. We can turn this around. All hope is not gone. We just had an example in front of us, and we're watching them dismantle it and destroy our country. I think there's seven things that we can do as soon as we get in there, and it's addressing the seventh biggest fires that are burning in this country with a Joe Biden at the wheel with lawlessness in communities, providing safety back with our law enforcement, having the the, uh, the rules that the Trump administration had on the border, turning our economy back around, beating off the repression and the regulations off of our small business and large business. And for God's sake, to unleash that that loggerhead in the pacific ocean and get that thing untangled and back into the hands of the american people i could sit here probably for another 10 minutes and tell you the destruction that the biden administration is bringing down including destroying a work ethic and we can turn that around really quickly as well all all hope is not gone Uh, i I, I don't i don't disagree i don't think that all hope
0: is 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 gone I, i was looking for three things that that you may be Focusing on, but since you brought up the truckers and you brought up the the, the the ports, I want to get to that because that is, of course, who we are. That is Indiana. That is uh, so much of the heartland story, the crossroads of America as, as we are. Where do you believe the problem has been exacerbated by the Biden administration? And what is the, for lack of better words, the Walorski plan for, as you describe it, untangling that mess? Well, number one,
1: you know, we should have been in this position to begin with. He shrugged this off and kind of shrugged his shoulders when we were screaming in the manufacturing hub of the country, which is our district and the second district. We're screaming, the parts aren't coming. Unlock those those, uh, ports and let those ships in. He comes back and says, well, Christmas is going to be a little late. This isn't about Christmas. This is about the the widgets that are a part of every single thing that we manufacture and and rule the nation in when it comes to RVs and boats and trailers and heavy manufacturing and record growth and record money and record jobs. You know, uh, maybe having conversations ahead of time when they saw that this this was coming and this was heading, maybe, you know, uh, are uh, putting out CDL licenses to younger people that want to work and actually have these jobs. We have fought that consistently with this administration of get more truckers on the road, look for alternative ways. If you have to bring the guard in with enlisted guardsmen that have CDL licenses, you know what Take it like a defense production act, like we had to during COVID, move everything off the shelf and concentrate on that and say, we're going to get truckers to those ports and we're going to start moving this stuff out between the trucks and the rail. I don't think it's impossible. And I don't think there's an issue that Americans can't figure out, but the loggerhead is with the Biden administration and his cabinet of secretaries that seem to be shrugging their shoulders and really don't care what's happening in the heartland.
0: Has it been that you have suggested point blank, let's get, more CDLs out there, and the administration has said no thanks. We'll wait. Has that actually? We,
1: have a, we did send a letter. We we are pending trying to get a result back. We did send a letter to Secretary Buttigieg and to and to Biden, basically saying do whatever it can take, and here's some you know here's some plans, but with not without moving on that. You know I don't know what the the long road leads here to with the Biden administration, but they've been better at raising prices on all things inflation the energy costs that are coming into indiana in the winter propane they're just telling you propane's going to go up 50 percent with seniors on limited incomes i don't know where he's heading i don't know what his main goal is but he is a job destroyer every single thing so far that he's tossed out there has been about destroying jobs well i'm not i mean this is a strong one of the strongest manufacturing districts in the nation we're not about destroying jobs we're about Building the American dream from right here in northern Indiana, if the government would leave their hands off of all of us, let these CEOs attract workers and get money back in the pocket of people and stop taking it, we would have a very optimistic Christmas. We'd have a very optimistic Thanksgiving. Instead, we're going to roll into the most expensive Thanksgiving in the history of this country with people on limited incomes.
0: Representative Jackie Walorski, Congresswoman, 2nd District of Indiana, I appreciate you joining us.